Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Good evening and welcome to episode number 50 of Undivided, The Body Image Divide, which is brought to you by Audible.com, our sponsor. That's Audible.com, the world's leader in spoken audio, audiobooks, online periodicals and speeches for all things spoken audio. Head over to Audible.com. That's Audible.com, the sponsor of our program. Head over to the sh- Audible.com after the show this evening, excuse me, and enter Life Coach Radio Network to win a free 30-day trial. That's a free 30-day trial contest on the top right-hand corner of the drop-down menu box for audible.com. That's audible.com. And welcome on in again, everyone. We are live here at 7 p.m., live here on the East Coast. I'm your host, Frank J. Maduri, and welcome to Episode 50 of Undivided, The Body Image Divided. It's July the 17th, the year 2000. And 19. And the disclaimer for our program before we get too far along, the views of episode number 50 of Undivided, The Body Image Divide, may not necessarily be the views of myself as host, Frank J. Maduri. My special guest this evening, Suzanne Riley, may not be her views, and may not necessarily represent the views of the Life Coach Radio Network. And now that we got the very important disclaimer out of the way. Welcome into the show this evening. Thank you so much for being with me on what's for anyone in the Northeast or that matter, most of of half of the country. It's very, very hot today. 100 degrees here in New Jersey and caused some issues earlier. I had some issues with both electricity and the internet, knock on wood. It's been restored and I'm so glad to be able to bring you the show this evening. If we encounter any problems, if uh, anything happens, We will be back with you at another time. I want to put that out there because I have no idea uh, where we're heading in this live broadcast here tonight. Image is a very important thing. People's perception of themselves is a very important thing. And that's why I felt that the body image uh, topic should be the topic of the 50th episode, but it's a very special night in the Undivided series. And Suzanne rejoins us as you no, Suzanne was our guest on a prior episode on fitness, the Fitness Divide episode. Did such a great job with that, that she's backed by popular demand here. First person to be on the show twice. Um, you know, we, we get obsessed with Photoshop, Photoshopping ourselves, our appearance, our shape, our weight. And then there's the other side of being genuine and being authentic versus living up to this societally produced Uh, what people should, quote, unquote, look like to be, you know, have the, quote, unquote, uh, perfect body. So we're going to discuss all that tonight, as well as the role of social media, the role of gender, and some other pressure points that enter the mix. But uh, I'm not the expert in this category. Suzanne is. So I'm going to introduce her and get her up here in a minute. Uh, Suzanne's a certified professional coach. For those who didn't hear the first episode, she's an expert in the field of fitness and wellness. Uh, she appeared again on a prior episode, 
uh, helping uh, self-motivated women get fit. Uh, she guides people with a, a very different approach, an inside-out approach, as it's come to be known, and it's very effective. Uh, yeah, we'll talk more about that as we go through the show. She has a body image assessment that you can take. There's a whole host of, of things that she provides uh, through her practice, which we'll get to. Uh, but she's here to guide us and guide the audience uh, through this very important topic. Suzanne Riley, welcome back to Undivided. Hey, Frank. Great to be here. Great to have you. I'm so blessed that we're able to do this. Thank you so much for doing it. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. So I, I'm uh, assuming we hear each other well. I can hear you pretty clearly. Hopefully I'm coming through pretty clear there. Yes, I can hear you well. Yeah. Oh, awesome. I always want to make sure that that's uh, put aside, you know, before we uh, get too uh, far ahead. And you are aware of the delay because you've done this before. Uh, there is a slight delay. You'll get adjusted to it as, as we go along. Um, and again, I'll hold us to time as far as the different promotional stops and things like that. Uh, but the first segment of the show is the divide segment. Um, for those that listen to the show frequently for the first time, people, the first segment's called the divide. We look at the divide society around a certain topic or issue tonight being body image. So the societal messaging around having a good quote unquote, good body and the societal perception of quote unquote, perfect bodies. I alluded to that in the introduction of the show. It has an impact on people especially people who do not fit that image. Why does it have that effect? And can you just expound for the, for the audience, uh, maybe some of, of that disconnect there between their perception and reality? Yeah, definitely. So I think one thing that this creates, um, you know, the societal messaging, it creates one standard you know, one standard that we see images of, that we see messaging around, that people are in one way or another sort of expected to fit into. And it can be really hard on people when they feel like they don't fit the mold or like they're an outsider um, and like they're pressured to be this way, but they're just not. And I think one of the things that happens with that is that, you know, I see that people, I'm sure it's many things, but I do see that people hide. Um, One thing, sometimes they hide behind their weight. Sometimes people tell me they don't want to be in photos. They don't want to go to parties. They don't feel comfortable just being, uh, I love what you said earlier about authenticity. They don't feel comfortable just being authentically themselves. And I think it's really unfair because to me, um, the, the way I practice and what I believe is that each person has their own ideal weight. So even if someone's looking to lose weight or looking to be healthier or looking to be at their, you know, ideal size and shape, that looks really different for everybody. So I'm personally never trying to fit people, everybody into, trying to fit everybody into a size two. Some people are, you know, their goal weight where they're really their best selves, where they just feel like they're rocking it. They're at, you know, a woman at 180 or a guy at 160, or it's all over the place where people, where people's ideal weights lie. Um, And that's just not reflected in a lot of the messaging that the tides are turning and maybe we'll get to that, but. (laughs) 
Absolutely. I think the tide has kind of turned a bit, which which we will, you know, get to um as we go through the the, the format of the show tonight, excuse me. Um but yes, there's there's this push pull here between and and I think it's great that that trend has started and again we'll we'll cover that down the line. But when you look at the flip side of that, the studies that are out there, which you know, in doing research for the show, I looked at that demonstrate that negative body image has a, a really negative impact, a really harmful impact on self-esteem. What are the implications for those in the audience that are dealing with that type of issue? Yeah, uh, it's a great question. And I think there are a couple of things that I feel are relevant to this question. Um, one thing I want to just bring up is that I think, in my experience, a body image and a person's size or shape can be two really separate things, though I think we often think of them as linked or they can be linked. And what I mean by that is I've met people who would be considered larger and they see themselves really positively. They're like rocking beautiful clothes. They're just, they're really living their best life and they have this great deal of acceptance and they're, they're very, very happy in their own skin. And I've met people who are, you know, by societal standards, quote unquote, perfect and gorgeous. And they have terrible body image and terrible self-esteem. And there's a bit of everything in between. And so um, I just want to toss that out there. And you talk about um, body image and self-esteem, body image having a negative impact on self-esteem. And I think, um, you know, it's all about the emotional underpinnings of that. So, you know, we can have a different set of thoughts, emotions, and beliefs about anything. So I think if someone has a negative image of, their body, it's not too far from them having a negative image of themselves in general. So that would make sense that those two things could be linked. And it's just interesting to think about the, um, I don't know, just the different interconnections of all these pieces. Exactly. Like someone else had pointed out to me when I, when they heard that this was the topic of the show, like during the promotional and the event info goes out, the invites on social media and things like that. They were saying to me, you know, it stands to reason that, and they had known some people that had gone through this, that when people feel negative about their outer image, that they're internally, they're feeling negative about themselves inside. And it stands to reason that that would, would one would have an effect on the other. Like if you look in the mirror and say, oh, I look like garbage, like inside you probably feel like garbage too, you know, the part of the expression, but people have literally said that, um, you know, to this person that then was relating that to me through their own, you know, experience with counseling people. Um, and so that self-criticism, that is a good bridge here, a good segue. It's a significant component in this whole body image discussion. You know, that perception, uh, we've talked about like the lens with how we view the world, but you're also your, your self-perception, how you view yourself. What does it do as far as, 
you know, we talk about the gremlin or the inner critic, you know, one of the energy blocks in, in energy leadership. How does it supply that, that inner critic, which then causes further self-doubt? Yeah, absolutely. So I think, um, you know, we're talking about that inner and outer connection. And I think that's such an important component of this because we can say, okay, you know, someone's waist size is this or their arms look like this. Um, But I really think there are strong emotional underpinnings to this and how, um, all the different pieces of this, uh, you know, that deepest part of our gremlin or inner critic saying that we're not good enough, um, which for anybody listening who isn't aware of that, um, we all have an inner critic. It's our protector. It's, you know, I believe it's meant to keep us safe. And um, a lot of times the message that it shares is that we're not good enough to keep us smaller and safer. Um, and so I think that is a huge place for the work in feeling better about someone's outer image. Um, And I like to share perhaps a bit about this and later in the show in terms of when you shift that piece and then can gain a bit of greater self-acceptance, a greater um, sense of yourself internally, I think that outer piece becomes a little easier to relate to again, regardless of your size, regardless of the things that, you know, maybe a person isn't quite happy about. But I do believe, you know, to your specific question, um, I do believe that all those inner parts of the the inner critic and self-criticism are very linked and can relate to our outer perception. Sure. And and that also stands to reason that that would, would be part of the, of the conversation and part of the equation, if you will, of how people one plus one equals two. Um, and that inner critic is, is maybe reinforcing certain things so that the person doesn't put themselves out there and get hurt. So that's another way of looking right. at it, almost like that defense mechanism, right? So if, if your, yeah. your continued inner, inner, inner dialogue is, well, you're, you know, not good looking enough to do you know, that job, or you're not good looking enough to hang out with those people or whatever the case may be. It's a defense mechanism so that you don't go and try and hang out with that crowd and get shunned or rejected. So, you know, that, those are the different ways of looking at that, that particular energy block that we would work with, with a client and try to uh, make them, uh, come to an understanding within themselves of that's what why it's there and that's the role, and, and that's something that we get into, you know, in sessions with people based on their, you know, uh, particular specific need. But there is a self-esteem uh, situation that goes on certainly with people that, you know, feel that they don't fit in quote unquote with a certain perception, you know. Uh, going to uh, different uh, schools, private schools in my own upbringing, I saw that a lot too, um, you know, especially with, you know, we'll get into gender roles, but especially with, you know, the girls in the school, like, oh, well, so-and-so doesn't look like me, so I'm not going to hang out with them, or, you know, so-and-so has, you know, this kind of uh, 
presentation. I'm not going to hang out with them um, and that sort of thing. And people got really preoccupied with that. And, you know, in high school, that was a big deal. We're right at 7.15. We're going to take a, a short break for the promotions based on what we have to do here. You're listening to Undivided episode number 50, The Body Image Divide with Suzanne Riley. We'll be back in a moment. Replenish Me, upcoming show here on the networks of Life Coach Radio. Replenish Me is the series. Cordelia Gaffar is the host. Cordelia Gaffar, she re- appeared on the show here on Undivided uh, previously. Uh, Replenish Me with Cordelia Gaffar. A new episode comes up Wednesday, July the 24th. So that's one week from tonight, 7 p.m. Eastern, and that's going to be on the Life Coach chat channel. So, again, replenish me, Cordelia Gaffar, a uh, week from tonight, the 24th, live, 7 p.m. Eastern on the Life Coach chat channel. Audible.com is our sponsor. And let's raise some money tonight for those in need. Catholic Charities, 800-919-9338. That's Catholic Charities, 800-919-9338. www.salvationarmyus.org.org. And you can enter your zip code to donate in your local community to the Salvation Army, or you could Google the poorest zip code in your state and donate to those who are most in need. And we're back here on Undivided, episode number 50. We're live here on, at 716 on July the 17th on a very hot day for most people and a day in which we now think and focus on body image. And when we went to that 15-minute stop, we were talking about uh, self-criticism and the inner critic, the role of advertising and the role of the media play a big part in this too, because they perpetuate a certain body image. But then again, we've been talking about that trend, and this is where we come and circle back to this, the trend in recent years of celebrating authenticity and being okay with who you are. There's a skincare line. I think it's Olay. Uh, it might be somebody else that I remember that's uh, uh, that I saw recently that had people with all different types of, of scars or skin abnormalities and they were proud of it. And it was like live in your own skin was the, the tagline or the, of the advertising campaign. So there seems to be like a return to um, uh, letting authenticity shine through. Um, can you speak to that as far as the dynamic of, you know, on one hand advertising showing, you know, one version of body image and then this other trend that we've been seeing recently? Yeah. um, So I think back to a prior question, the advertising in the media showing just one quote unquote perfect body image is it's, it feels like it feels to me anyway, like a box we're trying to put people in. Um, But there's, so many different kinds of people of ages and races and backgrounds and sizes and shapes and interesting skin features. And so what I think is really wonderful about the newer campaigns is that we're, we're visually becoming aware. I mean, on some level we knew it, but we're visually becoming aware that there are many different types of people out there and we can all coexist. And I think there's just this message of, I mean, it's a bit stating the obvious, but it's a message of inclusivity, um, but, but visually and everywhere, which, which I think is really nice. And I, I 
I really welcome that. And I think um, that's just going to help us all feel a bit more connected um, and that, you know, we're not an outsider of this like perfect box that the, <laughs> the media is trying to show us. That's true. You know, there, there's this focus on for so many years, it was like, Oh, you have to be the model with the quote unquote, you know, I was talking to somebody about this, uh, talking to someone about, um, uh, I should say, uh, misspoke there for a second, talking to someone about this, uh, as far as like the perfect quote unquote bikini body is what they, you know, is the cliche, right? Uh, the beach body, um, and those sort of things. And now to, to be comparing that, if you will, to it's, it's okay, truly okay to be who you are. That celebration of the individual and individualism is I think really cool. You know, uh, some of the other campaigns, uh, that have come about in recent years where, you know, there's different stores that cater to people of uh, different sizes, you know, for clothing. And they're celebrating the fact that they are a different size than what we used to consider, you know, the ideal or the uh, picture of, of what perfection is. And some of these things were so damaging to people, you know, and, and that's what I think is, is so important about the topic is that it caused so much damage before we celebrated the individual. And we went through this whole, you know, situation where people felt like if they didn't fit that mold, that they were ostracized um, and that they were no quote unquote, no good. And that's just such a, a bad message and such a negative and catabolic message to send to people and keeps people really divided. You know, then there's the divide between, you know, right. Those that think, that body image is, is just a hang up, you know, that people just have to get over it. And then there's the studies that you compare that to the studies that point out that it has a major impact on mental and emotional health. So could you speak to that divide between like the one side, the, the people that think that, you know, people could just get over it, like put on a thicker skin, right. Versus, the other side where it's been proven to show that it damages people's health. Yeah, absolutely. So um, to that, I mean, whatever, whatever feelings somebody has about anything are 100% valid for them. And so regardless of what the people say about a hangup or regardless of what the study says, if somebody has, is really challenged by their body image, they are simply really challenged by their body image. Um, and it, you know, it makes sense if someone is. And I think people who are looking at that and saying it's a hang-up um, are being a little judgmental, to be quite honest, because <laughs> um, this person is saying they're struggling, and so they're struggling. Yeah, that struggle for for whatever reason they may be having it, that struggle is real for them. And and I think to then say, oh, that well they could just you know brush past it, and and that they're too hung up on it, isn't validating what they're feeling, 
And that's only going to put that person further down that, you know, emotional rabbit hole, so to speak. Um, yep. I, I want to take kind of a different direction, um, right? You know, that can be very detrimental to people if they feel like they're not being heard, you know, uh, that they're not being validated. Um, you know, the other direction here is like bodybuilders. I was talking to, uh, I was talking with Bronson bro who uh, came on the show previously as a guest host. Many of the people in the audience, if you heard that show, you remember Bronson. Well, it was, it was recent. Uh, Bronson came on and did the hope after loss episode, which was, you know, so well received and, you know, Bronson's a really fit guy. We had talked about that on the show, um, you know, because he's a cyclist and all that. And he was hanging out with bodybuilders, and he was talking about how bodybuilders have this huge hang-up over their own perception. And that they look in the mirror, and they're never satisfied with how they look. And, you know, I validated that, too, through my own experience with the guys at my gym. I was in a... Uh, a YouTube video for one of the guys who's like a professional bodybuilder. I was doing a particular uh, machine uh, to uh, a particular technique that he thought would be cool to have me on the, the video. And I remember talking to him and I'm like, when does it end? When is it enough? Like they, they're trying to get to this body mass index or this body fat count. It's never enough for these guys to look at it. Well, it's not perfect enough. Like they're, they're upset with themselves why they're in it. And Bronson was saying that he knew people that had this void and, and in his own experience and in their experience, only God fills that void. So, you know, you're searching for all this validation, you know, and you're trying to get this perfect body, but it's never going to be filled by anything else. And, and there was a, a testimony from some people and, and some of the people that I knew concurred on that too. They were constantly chasing this dream and until they made that spiritual connection, they weren't satisfied. So I thought that was really interesting and there, that there's a spiritual component to it as well that, you know, will fill that void more than anything you could ever do for yourself. And that's a, a really important point to think about when, you know, you're looking at somebody that works out every day. And I think, you know, Suzanne, from your perspective in fitness, you probably have a, a viewpoint on this. Like people that work out every day, did you find that they were unfulfilled too with, with their appearance? Well, it depends. And I think it's a really important point that you make. And this goes back to the idea where uh, this connects back to the idea as well, where I was saying that, you know, body image and the way somebody looks are not necessarily directly linked. And so, and what I mean by that is that someone, a person, you really kind of need to fill that void, whether it's through spirituality or through uh, uh, like growing your own self-confidence and self-worth and self-validation from within in whatever way that looks like for you. Um, and I mean, that is m much more where a positive body image comes from. And it's, it's, in my experience, it's really important to do that work first or at whatever stage you want, but understand that just fitting into your ideal pants is not going to give you a positive body image. So 
in my experience, to your question, um, people want to get fit for all kinds of different reasons. And the people who, there are people I've worked with who have a really strong sense of self. And so they would, you know, work out regularly or take care of themselves or have different goals. But it, um, it wasn't with the purpose of filling this void. It was for different purposes. I mean, let's just be honest. There's nothing wrong with wanting to look good. I mean, I think it's, it's great and it's awesome to want to be your best self and to want to look awesome and be able to flaunt awesome clothes and, and all of that. Um, but at the same time, um, that's not, that's not going to fill that void. <laughs> so um, it's sort of, it's sort of two different, um, two different <laughs> projects. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is. It's two vastly different uh, things that, you know, some people think are linked. And that's where I think there's, there's a disconnect over the results aspect of it because they say, oh, I did this and I don't feel any better. Or I did that and I don't feel any better. I know somebody that dropped a, a lot of weight to do a, a physical challenge. Like they gave themselves um, uh, a physical challenge to do. It was like one of those, like, it wasn't a true Ironman thing, like a triathlon. But it was one of those type of events where they challenged themselves to get in a certain, you know, amount of weight lost and a certain amount of shape to be able to do it. And they're like, oh, you think like I'm in peak physical condition. And, and I've known this person for a long time. And they're saying, you know, you think I'm, I'm in peak physical condition. I've done this and that. And I still, I don't really feel any better about myself. And to me, it was wild because right. Your, your impression of the person, as I talked to on the show in a different kind of way before was my college friend that time when I spoke to him on the phone and I thought he was great. And I realized he was completely miserable because he had this great job and, he had a wife and a kids and he had this great place that he lived and everything. And I found out that he was totally miserable in, in really all aspects of his life. And it was shocking to me. And because that perception reality didn't match up. I'm looking at this person like, wow, they're in great shape. They must feel awesome. They're doing this, this, they must be on the top of the world and they're not. And to me, I was like, wow, that's so unbelievable to me that, you know, so that, my perception of them was so far off of the reality. And here I thought I could read people and I really miss, miss that cue. Right. So it's, it's an yeah. interesting aspect of this. It's a definitely a, an interesting aspect of it. Um, that can happen because you're chasing something and, and it's it, nothing that you're doing is getting you to the point where you want to be. So we're going to explore See, that in I the think... second half of our, Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Yep. Um, go ahead. I'll just say really quickly that that also makes me think of um, a, a client that I work with. I think it depends on the driver behind it because I worked with a client in the mm -hmm. past who was very overweight all his life and wanted to make sustainable changes to get past it. And so, but he was really driven out of self care. So he did want to lose weight. He did want to change his image and the way he looked, but it was driven by self care and he continues to work out and take care of himself, and he looks great. He drops a ton of weight. He looks fantastic. Um, and so I think it depends if you're cultivating something or chasing something is a potential. I love that. I love that, cultivating versus chasing. 
We're going to circle back to that. I'm putting that in my notes. Thank you so much for that. That's a, that's, I love that. Uh, we're going to explore that in the second half of our show. We're at 731 on the East Coast. Undivided, episode number 50, The Body Image Divide with Suzanne Riley. will be back in a moment. We are in our midpoint of the show break. I will open the phone lines after I go through some things here. Uh, again, upcoming show promotions for you. Money Magic. That's Money Magic is the series. Gull Khan is the host. Gull Khan, Money Magic, Tuesday, July the 23rd. So that's next week, Tuesday the 23rd, 4 p.m. Eastern live. Gull does her show from London, if you remember, for those that listen to that show or listen to my show in the past. It's Money Magic is the series. Gull Khan is the host. Tuesday, July the 23rd, 4 p.m. Eastern on the Life Coach Chat Channel. Figure out your time zone from there. But it is a live show from London. Gold talks all about the role of money in your life, what it should be versus what it shouldn't be. Um, It's a very interesting show. She has a banking and finance background. Talks about how basically money ruled her life for a long time and a lot of her values were misplaced. And she talks about how to use money wisely, how to conserve money, and how to save. There's a lot of different topics. She has some interesting guests on as well. So please check that out. Erica Wiederlight, that's Erica Wiederlight's show. She's had a long-running series. If you remember, she took a few months off. She came back. Now it's uh, Mondays twice a month because her schedule for the summer is a little different. So check out her website. It's Mondays twice a month, 1130 a.m. Eastern. That's a live show, 1130 a.m. on the East uh, Life Coach Chat Channel, and check out her website for the schedule or upcoming shows. That's wethelight.com, wethelight.com. Also, uh, check out her coaching practice there. So play in her last name. I love that, wethelight.com. And speaking of being light to those who might be in darkness, those who might be feeling bad about themselves or depressed about their body image, about their weight, about the way they look, about how they perceive themselves and the way that they look. The National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, 800-273-8255. That's the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, 800-273-8255. They remind you that you matter, that every life is important, and that it's not worth it. I know you can get depressed, you can get upset, you can feel just really emotionally freed. Maybe somebody says something very hurtful to you, or somebody treats you very badly and you want to maybe give up or you lose hope, please call the number. It's not worth it. Tomorrow's a new day. 800-273-8255, the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. Samaritan's Purse, that's samaritanspurse.org, 828-262-1980 to reach that wonderful organization and help people in the developing world. And we're back here on Undivided, Episode 50, The Body Image Divide. I'm going to open the phone lines now, uh, now that we're past the 30-minute break, 646-716-9397. Again, that number is 646-716-9397 to call in with a question or comment for Suzanne or myself. Or you can email me at undividedshow, that's undividedshow at gmail.com. Or you could D, uh, DM me on Twitter, direct message me on Twitter. That's at F-M-A-D-U-R-I. I check all of it while the show is going. So, Suzanne, when we went to the break here, we're looking at the next segment of our show, which is the Bridging the Divide segment. And the gender roles that, you know, are involved here 
are, you know, quite powerful, you know, some may say really drive the bus, um, you know, how men perceive themselves, how women, how women, excuse me, perceive themselves and how society portrays body image for both men and women. Uh, there are some people that, you know, feel that, you know, men can be out of shape, but women are expected to look a certain way. There are some people that feel that, you know, women tend to judge each other more harshly, you know, compared to men. There are some men that generally don't care about body image. There are some men that do. So I wanted you to kind of call out that stereotype. There's women with, you know, body image issues post having a child or even during pregnancy and the role that that plays, which I think I'm going to take that part of the question. So how do we bridge all these divides between how society portrays this? Mm. Um, well, I think it's important to simply note uh, how many different ways there are to perceive this. Like you said, um, there, there are, Women who care, you know, feel strongly about how they look. Men who feel strongly about how they look. Um, idea, you know, ideas that men don't care strongly about how they look. Um, you know, expectations of different people. So just even acknowledging that this is a huge mixed bag, I think, is valuable. Um, gosh, there's so much here. What, um, what piece of this do you want to start in on? <laughs> Uh, maybe the first, um, yeah, I know it's a big question and there's a lot of parts to it. Um, uh, and there's a lot of moving parts. I'm trying to get them all in, uh, based on what, you know, audience feedback I had too, I guess maybe the portrayal of body image for women and men and how that's different, or at least how many people perceive it's different. Let's put it that way. Sure. So I think, um, you know, you and I connected really briefly on this point in particular before the show. And I think even this is a mixed bag that we can talk around, but I I think, I think it's a great place to start and it is a mixed bag in and of itself. So um, if we think of women and men in a couple sense, yes, there are men who don't really care how they look and have high expectations of how women look. There are couples that are equally fit. There are, um, you know, there's the opposite of, I wonder is the opposite, is there, is there the opposite of women expecting, um, if a woman is not as in shape and expecting that a man would be, probably not as, probably not as much in society. Um, I'd love to hear people. Probably not as that. common. Um, yeah. Yeah. But it's really, oh, go ahead. I think what's so important is the relational aspect between the two people. And what's important values wise to each person and if each person is getting their needs met. And to me in any relationship, if there's alignment with two people's values and both people are getting their needs met, then, you know, probably a match. (laughs) Um, But if there's a mismatch, it becomes more of a, I think it becomes more of a relational match between the two people because the ideas across society are so different. I would tend to agree, you know, um, that, and I'll even take it a step further, how, because I know people and I've been there myself where you almost judge, which you shouldn't, but you know what happens, 
we almost judge or make a uh, generalization on people like in public, obviously not to you know their face or anything like that. But like people will say to me, oh, look at so-and-so, you know, was with like that guy and he's, you know, quote unquote, you know, overweight or fat or whatever you want to say. And uh, the woman's in good shape. Like, how did that happen, basically? So really judging the book by the cover or judging the situation that they have no idea what's going on with and saying, oh, well, they shouldn't be together. Why? Because if they're happy together, then who are we to say that they shouldn't be together? If, you know, there's other feelings there and they're in love and, and what have you, it shouldn't matter how you look. But in society, oh, you know, that per, the, that couple should be matched equally, like you had said to your point before. You know, generally speaking, I say, I think women are harder on each other. Like, oh, well, she didn't get back in shape, you know, after, you know, she had a, a knee injury or, you know, whatever the case is, and she kept the weight on. Like, they're very almost catty about that sort of thing versus I don't think men really do that. But I, that's, again, probably a generalization. But I know men that are just like, ah, I don't care how I look. You know, it's it's one way or another, you know. Uh, I know guys that, and I've talked to other men prior to the show where they're like, yeah, I really don't care. And I don't care what people say about me. I don't care what I, I don't look at myself. I really don't care. I'm just, I'm happy with who I am. And then there's other people that are like, oh, I need to be looking a certain way because that's what society expects. Or if they see me as fit and in shape, they're going to get a certain other perception of me if you follow where I'm going. Um, that whole oh, I have all my stuff together, and they may not. You know, so we kind of judge people yeah. by how they look, right? It's a yeah, and I think too that kind of thing. Um, sorry, I cut you off there. No, 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 no. You're fine. I was, I was, I was letting you go. I was done. Okay, <laughs> must, must be that lag, or I'm just getting excited. Um, you know, there's also the thing of. Um, yeah, so there are those underlying judgments in the match between two people. And, you know, I do know of, you know, men who are cultivating, um, you know, a really uh, healthy image and healthy body for themselves and women too. And then, you know, you're talking about just all the different pieces to this. You know, I could think of potentially, I don't have a specific example in mind, but I bet there would be a couple say a man and a woman who um, they might be really fit. And you, like you said before, you look at from, look at them from the outside and say, wow, they're really fit. They're really happy. They're really well matched and they could be shredding each other at home. They could be horrible to each other. So I think it's, um, it's, yeah, it can relate to, it can relate, body image can relate to a person's body, but, doesn't have to and means so many different things to so many different people. And I also am aware of, um, I understand what you mean about women being catty. And I'm also really aware of and uh, really connected to a lot of women who are just so validating of each other, you know, either spoken or unspoken. Um, And so there's that out there too. So I think, yeah, there's just so much out there. There's so much to it. And again, you know, we had talked about this offline, about the stereotype of the generalization that men don't really judge each other on appearance. They probably do. And just not as often, or maybe not as openly, you know, maybe they're doing it internally and they're not, because men don't really 
generally speaking, men don't really talk to other men. You know, when I was in a, I've shared on the show previously, you know, I was in a men's uh, group at my church. It was very hard for them to get me to join it because one, I'm not a joiner. And two, I don't really like talking to other guys, to be honest, that, that I don't know. And it was a great decision. And I, and it was an awesome, you know, experience for me in that period of my life. And it lasted a number of years, but you know, men don't really open up about that stuff to other guys and about really much of anything. And it was very difficult to, to, and I was just so glad that I connected with some of those people as well as I did, because it made it so much easier uh, to go back and to really give it a, a good shot, but maybe they do it internally. They are not outward with it, but they're, you know, there is a, a stereotype around that too, that I think there are some men that I know that really do care about their appearance and really do are working on it and are never satisfied. I've talked to certain people again in the fitness area, like at my gym, like, when is it going to be enough for you? Like, you know, at some point there's only so much weight you can lose and so many, you know, uh, different reps of an exercise you can do. There's a plateau that gets involved. And, and you have to, at some point, say to yourself, I'm okay with, with who I am, you know. And I think that that, you know, is an issue for a lot of people. As far as the other piece to it, which I know we had, had some communication, again, offline on, was the body image of pregnancy. I've had friends. I've, I have someone else that I know is a relative of mine that's uh, been dealing with some of those issues. Uh, there's a lot of issues around that with uh, the body image and, and pregnancy and whether the person, whether the woman in this case, cause uh, that's who it impacts uh, bounces back from that, you know, Oh, she had the baby, kept the baby weight on or while they're going through it. Oh, I, I can't believe how I look. I can't fit into these things. Even like maternity clothes. I'm uncomfortable. I can't go to the beach looking like this, that sort of thing. Because what are people going to say about me? I know people that people have said it to their face, you know, when they're pregnant. Um, oh, you look huge or you look like a whale or you look like this or that to their face. So, and that's part of the divine society is that we're that vicious that we're ready to tear people down, you know, during a point in their lives that should be this really joyous, happy period and you have people being like that to each other and not living out, you know, the right way and not being, you know, uh, loving towards other people and accepting towards other people. And I think that plays a role in a family because let's say now that woman goes home and tells her husband or a significant other that story that has a big effect on that relationship on that pregnant, that person, you know, may need to talk to somebody that takes on a whole other Thing. And that's where I was going with that is that that can be and, and bridging that is I think you have to have empathy for people, right? And you have to not judge each other as harshly all the way around, whether, you know, it's a pregnancy situation, whether it's an uh, obesity or a weight problem. We've got to really accept people where they are and who and for who they are and, and look at it in that way. Uh, the last piece that I'm going to – I split off because I, I thought it was too long a question anyway, so this is now a separate point, is those that think that body image is an excuse for self-pity. 
And I remember, I think, Suzanne, you had said you hadn't had too much experience with that. You wanted me to talk a little bit about you know, the experience I've had with that. Yeah, or if um, or if you had a specific scenario and a question within that, I could certainly I could certainly speak to it. Either way. Oh, okay, yeah, sure. So I ha- I've had a client in the past, and I've had two colleagues at my full time job in the past tell me that they've dealt with weight issues. And that they were made fun of, essentially, they were, they were bullied, they were made fun of, uh, both in their face and behind their back at a school campus or, or the workplace they were in prior to joining my company. So it didn't happen in the company I was in, because that would be a different story for me if it happened there. There'd be an action piece involved by other people and that they, whether it was other colleagues, other you know, classmates, you get where I'm going. Um, and they wallowed in self-pity over it, and they used it as an excuse. So to basically stay almost stuck. So I don't know if you've ever seen that with other clients or if it's been, you know, presented in a different way. But that is a real, real problem here within this whole body image debate is – you know, if you're having issues with controlling your weight and you kind of know that, and then you have people kind of putting it, throwing it in your face, that's kind of where I was going with this. And then, and then you take that instead of, you know, some people take that and use it as fuel, you know, potentially to self-motivate. And I could see certain people reacting to that and I could see other people going the other way with it. I see. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, I mean, I just have so much compassion for, say, say someone is bullied and they're put down and um, they're either said, either things are said negatively or like if you're younger and you're getting beat up or, you know, whatever the scenario is, that definitely has an effect on a person and that can absolutely downward spiral into somebody feeling really stuck, whether they're specifically using that in a specific way or whether they just feel that way. I mean, that I can, I can majorly understand how, how somebody would get to that place. And so, you know, this is a big piece of how, you know, you mentioned earlier how I, I work in a somewhat uh, non-traditional way, or I'm, I'm really different than a lot of the fitness professionals out there in the industry. And, you know, I used to work as a trainer and it was, training people in the traditional ways, you know, squats, lunges, all the stuff you think about is getting fit. And I reached a point where I was like, this is just, I mean, people are getting great results, but I was like, this is just scratching the surface of all that is this human being. And so, you know, it's tough to make progress on your fitness when there's this, could be this deep emotional stuff going on, either from gym class, you know, 30 years ago, or from being bullied at work, or from anything, or from the pressures you have from your family, or anything at all. Um, And so, you know, the work I do now is, it is on those outer pieces, um, you know, and I, I, instead of putting people in the box that a lot of, you know, fitness offers, I let their joy and their preferences lead the way. Um, and, and even more importantly, you know, 
would do a lot of work with the thoughts, emotions, and beliefs that are underlying all this stuff and whatever pieces connect to it. And I think, you know, those results are just, they're incredible because they can shift somebody from that stuck place to being able to use something as fuel to being able to um, gain momentum in a different direction. And it, it makes a huge difference in their experience and in their results. It does. And that's what I like about you. And that's why I'm so happy you could join the show because it is, it's, it's a non-traditional way. And I think that it, what you do can benefit so many people. And, and we'll get to that later in the show, obviously, uh, past the top of the hour when we'll talk about, you know, your practice, some of the things you have going on. But that's what I like. I like that it's out of the box. It's different than just the stuff that everybody does from the fitness perspective, also from the mental and emotional fitness perspective of like the in that inside out approach. Um, I just want to put that out there. Uh, the role of social media, I mentioned in the open, that's the next point here. The role of social media is huge and in body image, it's no different, but I'm having a struggle with this. So I wanted to ask you in your experience, is it positive or negative? Um, you know, I haven't had a lot of people come to me and specifically say they're really challenged by social media. Um, but you know, if I were to speak to this in general, I think, um, well, a couple of things, one, you know, we're all aware that social media people, you know, people post the best stuff. And, it, and I think it's, I think it's with good reason. Cause we're, you know, we're wanting to share something cool we did, or we're wanting to share something fun. You know, we're not necessarily sharing like how we're, you know, scrubbing the shower. Or whatever. Um, so it's like, you get sort of a one, like a, <laughs> like, you, get that kind of, you, you end up getting that sort of one dimensional <laughs> side of a person. Oh yeah. Um, Stage yeah, hand as so, I call it. So I think in terms of body image, you know, if someone's looking at that um, as like, oh, that's somebody's life or that's somebody's um, perfect body or whatever, I imagine it can be somewhat damaging, um, I think, or, you know, living into that ideal of the media that we're all really used to. I think social media is changing, even with ads. Um, like you said about campaigns and them including different types of people, you know, you have those ads scrolling through and I think people are also opening up to a lot more authenticity, even on social media. So I think it's shifting a bit. Um, but if, if you had to make me pick one or the other, like it's, I don't know, probably on the negative side. <laughs> oh yeah, I would think so. I just, uh, I wasn't sure I was really grappling with it. Um, I would think it would kind of tend to fall that way you know, being, being more negative or catabolic and like what I've seen. Um, and people can really get after each other on social media, which is a whole other story um, and a whole other subject. It could be a whole other show, but I think it kind of ties into that too, that there's some animosity and people get defensive about certain things um, and certain views, especially political views, uh, which again is a whole, could be a whole other show. And I touched on some of that, in the July 4th episode show two weeks ago, the uh, Rebirth of America show, uh, which um, I was really blown away by the reception to that. So I thank the audience again for that. Um, but overcoming, you know, 
those preoccupations. You know, I think a lot of people have pre are preoccupied with some kind of either physical attribute or attributes. And in order to move forward and feel good about yourself and your own skin, what in your experience has to take place? So I think um, part of this is uh, just being really kind with yourself. It's okay to pre- be preoccupied and, and not like something about yourself and wish you could change it. I mean, that's all just really, really human. So I think even, you know, a person cutting themselves slack about that even happening is really helpful. And then, you know, going back to um, some points we were talking about earlier in terms of uh, engaging in a, a, you know, a process of continual acceptance with a coach or a mental health professional or, you know, whatever kind of support feels great to you in terms of being able to gain that strong sense of self, that internal validation so that you aren't quite as concerned with your outer appearance. It's understandable if you are, but you can just round out that sense of yourself a little bit. So maybe it doesn't have such a strong place in your mind um, and you aren't as uh, concerned about the reactions of others. So certainly it's very human to be. So I think that, um, and something else I want to get to sharing, I think we'll still have a bit of time um, that can really help along with a couple other tools I have in mind. Excellent. Um, that's a great answer, and I think that's going to help a lot of people out there. I would just, um, you know, for me, revisit the faith connection too. I think that will help with some of that as well. If that you, you know, accept that you're made in the image of likeness that God made you, it makes it easier to accept some of these things. Uh, the role of coaching. Uh, that's about this point in the show. Uh, thereabouts, we always try to get there. You remember you've been on the show before. The role of coaching in this situation and helping people with body image issues, um, what is the role of coaching in this area? I figured you'd be a great person to ask that question. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I definitely work in this area with people, as you've mentioned. Um, I so I want to talk to this, and then if it's possible to give people a couple of first steps, it's something I'm also really excited to share. Um, so the role of coaching, um, you know, it, there really is so much that occurs at the level of uh, thoughts, emotions, beliefs um, that can form a negative body image that can be shifted to create a much lighter experience for somebody um, even before they change how they look, that can just really impact how a person goes about the world and how they feel and um, how they view themselves and how they view others. Uh, going back to what you're saying about love and acceptance and empathy um, and coaching in terms of uh, shifting those internal pathways can have a really, really strong role in that. I love that. that yeah, that's definitely something that coaching could do for the audience of you listening out there, you know, shifting those pathways will really help to find results that are sustainable um, and, and that you can 
say to yourself, wow, I achieved this with my coach, with the help of my coach in this period of time. And that seeing those results has a really profound impact on the client, whether it's with body image or whether it's with some other part of their life or whether it ties into another issue or area that they're dealing with. And Suzanne, be great to be your resource for that um, and help you through some of the issues you may have in that area or in other areas, you know, of your life that might tie in, you know, from the fitness perspective or otherwise. Uh, So I wanted to put that out there as well. The common ground piece, we're right on eight o'clock almost. It's uh, or we're right on eight o'clock. Actually, the clock just changed here on East. We're live here with Suzanne. Uh, the common ground piece for tonight on our 50th episode. I can't believe I've been behind the microphone 50 times uh, for Undivided. It's a, it's been an unbelievable run. Uh, but our common ground tonight is uh, one of the first steps in your experience towards living a healthier life without letting body image hold you back or hold the person back from living their best life? Yeah. So um, one thing that I found to be really, really powerful is to imagine how you would like to feel, um, how you would go about the world uh, if you were in your ideal body, if you were your, and Ideal for you, so your ideal shape, your healthiest self, how would you feel if you were that 100% ideal body? And then find creative ways to feel aspects of that now. And it's, it's incredibly powerful because um, it, it shifts some of that energy to a lighter place. It can create some excitement, some joy. A lot of times what happens with people is they start to wear frumpy clothes and they let their hair go and they let, you know, there's sort of this downward slide. And some people say to me, like, well, when I'm in my ideal body, I'll wear like really amazing clothes and I'll feel awesome about myself. And And so um, part of the work that some people really enjoy is um, even buying just like a really awesome new shirt or two that, you know, or piece of clothing that even as you are, that you would feel really great in or, um, you know, getting a new haircut or just whatever would just make you feel awesome, a spark, a piece of joy, a piece of connection to that ideal self, that ideal energy. Um, And what's really cool about it is that it gives people a little space, a little joy and excitement in the moment and it paves this much easier path towards them actually, because it's still okay for them to want to change their shape um, for things that, that, you know, things that are possible to change. And so it sort of creates a bit of an easier and lighter path there. It makes the process more fun. And then it starts to cultivate that inner joy. Um, And as you start to cultivate more self-acceptance on the way there, then you can actually, you can really enjoy your ideal body when you get there. That is excellent advice for the audience. You know, as a first step, something that they can start to do no matter where they are in the cycle um, and where they are in the situation is to imagine that ideal and then do something that 
kind of takes a step towards that. You know, allow yourself to to do something to try and bridge that so that you get there. That's that's really excellent advice for for the people out there. So I thank you for sharing that. I've been um, uh, checking, you know, the emails, the direct messaging, things like that. But it is a time of year where a lot of people are on vacation. So I think that's why it's been a little quiet. I'm going to get to my own schedule in a couple of minutes, um, you know, for upcoming shows and things. But at this point in the show, we always kick it, excuse me, we always kick it to the guest and ask them, uh, so thank you for being a, a board for this, Suzanne. I'm looking at some things here um, that we couldn't fit in your bio because of of how the um, how the network kind of cuts that off and things that I have to have in there and it's character limited and things like that. So I'd love if you could speak to you know your practice, some of what you do that I alluded to earlier. Yeah, absolutely. Um... So would you like me to talk about uh, ways that I work or ways people can get in touch with me? Ways that you work, both. Um, you know, I think that, that that's it's all good. You know, um, uh, we talked a little bit about, you know, how you work from your approach. And then also I thought you'd want to talk about the body image assessment. I think that's really important and, and where they can find you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so this is great because I think through the um, through the conversation, I was able to share a little bit about my work um, through the questions. So I think that that happened really organically. So no worries about that getting cut off um, in any of the the system areas. You know, essentially, it's um, like I said, I I go beyond the traditional methods to be able to work with the underlying stuff. And the other piece that you brought up is that you know. Uh, fitness and body image in this area, it connects to so many other pieces and it connects differently for different people. So for some people, it sort of connects to their job and for some people, it connects to their, their home life. And for some people, it connects to their romantic relationship and some people not. Some people, their spouse is not concerned about their body image, but they are. And so, but it does have that connection for different people. And I work to help people create synergy with all of that and to excavate the inner stuff so that it's much, like you said, better, easier, and way more sustainable to get those outer results. Um, so there are a couple ways people can get in touch with me. Um, on my, let's see, we'll start with the, um, the body image piece. Uh, if anyone would like to do... Um, Anyone can get in touch with me to do a free 60-minute body image assessment. So basically, you can share how you're feeling about yourself now, how you would like to view yourself. Um, we may have time to shift a couple of those things, and we can identify ways to um, really powerfully and sustainably shift that inner dialogue. Um, if you would like, we can explore how my services would fit and address your needs and continue that dialogue if it's appropriate for you. Um, the other thing, if anyone has more generalized fitness challenges, um, they can go to my website and download the first chapter of my How to Lose 20 Pounds ebook that I've gotten really great feedback on. Um, you can download the first chapter for free where you'll discover the three biggest mistakes that are jeopardizing your own goals. 
Um, so if you would like to get your copy of the first chapter, that's at my website, SuzanneRiley.com. That's S-U-Z-A-N-N-E-R-E-I-L-L-E-Y.com. If you would like to request the body image fitness assessment, just shoot me an email. That's Suzanne, S-U-Z-A-N-N-E dot R-E-I-L-L-E-Y at gmail.com. Oh, that's awesome. That's so great to put that out there. You have the the book, you know, the ebook. Uh, there's so many different resources. I think the body image assessment. If if I was one that was out there listening and struggling with this, I think that's a a really excellent tool. Um, honestly speaking, because you know Suzanne could kind of guide you through. Listen to, like she said, maybe we shift a couple of things if we have time. If not, you know, we have the roadmap essentially for you to work with Suzanne in the future on how these things fit, how, you know, her services will help you address your needs and get you on the road, you know, I'll get you on the pathway back. So this is all really great stuff. Um, so you can reach Suzanne there. She's the only person to be on the show three times actually, because you were on the, the 40th episode special and oh, right. you've been on three times. Yeah, right. Remember that? Yeah. So, so some people. <laughs> I love. I love. Some people have been on twice. Friends. Oh, thank you so much. I love having you. You know, it's it was great to connect with you on this, and for taking the time. I know you have other stuff going on. You have a practice. You have a you have a full time job. You you have a lot of things going on the fitness side, and, and for you to take the time, I really appreciate it because I think it was such an important topic, and it received so much. Uh, I got so much feedback about this episode before I did it. Like there was so much uh, anticipation almost for it. So I really, really appreciate you coming on and sharing this uh, and your expertise with, with the audience again with me. So, so thank you so much for being a part of, of the 50th episode. Happy to such an honor. Thank you. And I'm glad that, you know, God allowed us to do this tonight. He pushed the storms away I got my internet back going on here and I had spoken about that earlier. I had shared, you know, when Bronson called me earlier today and what he had said to me, like in his own life, the void that was filled by God, uh, these other bodybuilders sharing with me their faith, you know, at, at the end of all of this, you know, how do you live undivided? You have empathy for other people and you meet them where they are. Some people think, well, they could just get over it. Some people can't. Some people have, you know, they need validation and they need help. And sometimes that's not going to come from someone in your life or in your family. That comes with a spiritual connection. But I'm here to tell you, you know, if you develop that connection, you're going to realize that you're not going to let anyone tear you down. You're not going to let anyone tell you how you should look or how you should appear in public or how you should feel. You're going to be quote unquote comfortable in your own skin. I love what Suzanne mentioned earlier about cultivating versus chasing. And that's a very important point as we wrap the show for tonight. You have to make sure that you're not chasing something. I liken it to like a dog chasing its tail because you're trying to do all these things. Some of the guys that I know, uh, from my gym, you know, I'm going to do this today and I'm going to do, you know, 57 reps of it. And I'm going to, 
you know, my arms are look so big, I'm going to feel great about myself. And they're like, you know what? It didn't. I need to do more. You know, are you cultivating something? Are you chasing what you think other people think you should look like, you know, from a bodybuilding perspective? You know, I'm not happy with my body. Whereas a lot of people, you know, that are in different situations would kill to have a body that looked like that. They would do anything to do that. So, again, there's that perception of all of us having to be a little more cognizant of meeting each other, you know, where we are. What's the driver behind it? As Suzanne mentioned before, are you driven by what other people are saying? Are you driven by self-care? If you're driven by self-care, that's great. If you're driven by, you know, your girlfriend telling you that you're overweight and that you need to change and you don't really think you have to, you have to reevaluate some things. I think we all have to, to be careful to not wallow in our own self-pity at the same time. And we all have to think about how we need to be more inclusive of each other like those campaigns remind us, you know, and, and I've talked a lot about on this show, you know, my own practice. And if there's any, anything I can ever do for anyone out there, I would love to do so. You know, that I have um, an audience here that's been so great to me over the 50 episodes and I have my books. So I want to thank the audience for the support of that and the support of my poetry book on Amazon, the poetry collection and on the stations of the cross book. And there are, reflections that I share there, but there are reflections that I use as well that are separate from that. And in one of the reflections I did today, it talks about how society remains obsessed with cosmetic appearance. And it occurs in the sixth station, the cross, where Veronica wipes the face of Jesus. And society remains obsessed with cosmetic appearance. This is the reflection. Unmoved by externals who save the world with the bitter makeup of blood, sweat, and tears. Arm us with the fabric of mercy to unveil, unveil the face of God, excuse me, and the unsightly, the blessed cosmetics of human dignity. And if we do that, that's how we'll live truly undivided. Upcoming shows, Replenish Me, Cordelia Gaffar, Wednesday the 24th, one week from tonight, live at 7 p.m. on the Life Coach chat channel. Money Magic. Goal Khan is the host. Tuesday, July 23rd, 4 p.m. Eastern on the Life Coach Chat Channel. Erica Weederlight, Mondays twice a month, 11.30 a.m. Eastern, excuse me, on the Life Coach Chat Channel. Check out our website, wethelight.com. Catholic Charities is 800-919-9338. Audible.com is our sponsor. I want to thank them for 50 episodes and counting. They've been such a great, great sponsor to this program. Uh, Samaritan's Purse. 828-262-1980 are on their website. Food for the Poor, 800-427-9104 or www.foodforthepoor.org. Great organization. And finally, MAP International. That's MAP International, 800-225-8550, 800-225-8550 or donate to them at www.mapisandpeter.org. So my next show, I mentioned earlier I have – a little bit of a change in the schedule, and I thought it was fitting after 50 episodes. Um, I'm taking a short break. Uh, it's actually going to be the longest break in between shows, and it's going to be a special night in time because I'm usually the first and third week of the month, as most of you know. Um, I'll be back with you on August the 14th. Now, this was planned out in January when we did the production schedule because I had some things that I knew were going on in the summertime. 
And I joke because, you know, a couple of years ago, a couple of shows took a, a full summer hiatus. They took a summer break from May until after Labor Day. I'm not doing anything like that. But it is going to be an extra week, and it is going to be at a different date than it usually is. So it's going to be on August the 14th. Episode 51 is the role of the media. It's going to be a solo show. It's going to be a special edition, and it's going to air on August the 14th. It's going to be a recorded program. And then I was only supposed to do one show in August. I have plans to potentially do a second one. At that point, I will know whether that's possible with some of these things going on, and I will announce that uh, to the audience at that point. So you might get two shows of me in a very short period of time, um, or you might just get the one show in, in August, depending on how things go. But that's episode 51, and that's a month from now. So I hope that you all enjoy your summer until we meet there again. I want to thank the audience for 50 episodes and for continuing to be so supportive all throughout the world. I want to thank Suzanne Riley for being a guest multiple times on the program and for guiding us through. And I want to thank Russ Terry and Danica Treble and all my fellow co-hosts here at the Life Coach Radio Network for being so supportive of me during the run of this show. Again, 50 episodes and counting. Thank you all for listening. I hope wherever you are, you stay safe. And as always, until we see each other again, that's going to be on August the 14th. Don't let other people tell you how you should feel and develop that relationship with God. And that's how we're going to live undivided. And until then, as always, everyone, be blessed and be well. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.